Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast that discusses faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon and I are going to have a conversation with entrepreneur, author, and podcaster, Sarah Noose. We know Sarah from, well, Corpus Christi when she lived there with her husband, Adam, uh, before they moved off and started doing big things in their lives. We're going to talk about how her life really encompasses and embodies those five F's that I just mentioned. Faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility. Because her business has been growing to the point where it's now international, that business is called Tippy Toes. You may have heard of it because you might be a fan of the show Shark Tank. She was on that show, season two. We're going to talk about that too. So this episode is really about those five F's coming together, living out life purposefully, and just seizing those opportunities as they present themselves or creating those opportunities. So sit back and relax, unless you're operating heavy machinery, flying a plane, or a tank. I don't know. I'm making this stuff up on the fly. But in any case, sit back and relax unless you're doing something that does require your attention. In that case, just play us in the background as you listen to Sarah's story about bringing all these circles of life together. Here we go. All right. Hey, Brandon, how are you doing? Yeah, I can't really complain. I mean, actually, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, now, you're in Corpus Christi. I'm up here in Dallas, and we've got a great guest on the show today, uh, Sarah Noose, who we know from Corpus Christi. And, I mean, if you've been to a Corpus Christi Hooks game, uh, you probably have run into her husband, Adam. Um, and then my wife actually used to be a teacher at Rainbow Express, which used to have this program called Tippy Toes, which is how I know of Sarah Noose. And then she was on some TV program called uh, Shark Tank. <laughs> I think they played that during Shark Week. Or, I was going to say, I love Shark Week. That's a cool show. Yeah, I think this is bigger than that. <laughs> so we've got Sarah calling in. Uh, how are you doing, Sarah? I'm so good. How are you guys? Awesome. Doing well. Good. So where you fought the shark, or was that the one where you rode the shark? I can't remember. I got to ride the shark. It was super cool. Fun. <laughs> yeah, y'all should I look that up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, that was actually a really cool uh, session. So if you haven't uh, seen her on stage on Shark Tank, uh, Sarah really held her own and uh, took on folks like Mark Cuban and uh, what, what's his name? Uh, the nickname Mr. Fantastic or Mr. Wonderful? Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. Yes. Yep. And you, you had them uh, going back and forth on on uh, bidding for you. So that was really awesome to see. And I'm like, yeah, we know her. We know who she is. Corpus. <laughs> Uh, cool. So that was what season three or four? That was season two. Yeah, it was a season long two. time ago. Yes, yeah. little did we know at the time how big the show would become. Maybe it was our episode that made it so big. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And um, you know, I had a chance to download your book uh, that just came out, "Destined for Greatness," which is the same title for your podcast, and it, it's really cool to to know more of the backstory of tippy toes. Like I just, I know from what my wife had shared with me about how you would come in or, and, or the people working for you would come in 
and take the students out of the classroom. They go to like the music room and then they would dance for anywhere from 35 to 45 minutes. And then you bring them back to the classrooms and it was just like the kids really enjoyed it. They were looking forward to it. Uh, the parents loved it because it was that little extra window of not having to, you know, pick them up, get them dressed and take them to a dance studio. Like they got school and then they got dance time all in one place, all in the same block of time. So it, it became a convenience thing for the parents as well. And, uh, and then, you know, reading that this actually had an earlier start all because mm-hmm. of a couple of things. One, your dad refused to hand you a car. And the yeah. other thing was, uh, you, you got fired from my daughter's favorite restaurant chain. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mine too at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell kind us of soured you on their chain once you got fired. You're like, eh, I don't like them as much. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and tell us more about that that startup. Like what, um, you know, a little bit more detail about you know what got you to start Tippy Toes and you know connect right. those dots for us. So, and I share about this in my book, but um, basically, I um, I wanted a car, and I thought that our family car was my car. How could I be mistaken as an 18-year-old girl going off to college? And as I was packing it up, my parents were like, oh no, that's the family car. If you want a car, you need to buy one yourself. And in that moment, I thought I had to have a car. I didn't realize people even went to school without cars. And so first world problems, right? Like, oh my gosh. And so um, I was determined then, oh, well, I can do that. You know, you don't think I can do that? I can do that. And so I started working at a restaurant and I loved waitressing. Like it was so fun because I love people. Um, I was doing it with my very best friend. We were having so much fun. Um, but what happened was it was football season in Oklahoma and I am a huge football fan and I got tickets to the Oklahoma Notre Dame game. And I thought my boss would be really excited for me. Um, And he wasn't. He was like, you need to work. And as a young girl, that just flew out of my mind because I was really looking forward to the weekend and um, came back and I had gotten fired from my job. And I had just bought a car and I just needed that little car payment. And so I had to come up with something quickly. And um, Tippy Toes is something that was right there for me. Um, kind of something that I started when I was 12 teaching dance in the front yard um, at my house where little neighborhood kids would come. So my mom reminded me of that. And um, that was the birth of Tippy Toes. I didn't really have a plan <laughs> at all, but um, but it just ended up happening. And then as God does, he kept one-upping me all the time and kept showing me new paths and new ways. And um, I just kept following it. And here we are today, a global company. Yeah, with uh, what, at least at the time you wrote the book and published the book, uh, 35 locations. Right. And then uh, we just opened in China, too. So that's um, been a big thing. It was one of those things that I was I was writing the book. We were in the middle of negotiation. And some days I thought this is never going to work. And some days I thought we were on the heels of signing the contract. And so I would sit with my book and I'm like, do I write it? Do I not? And then I kept thinking, I'm going to jinx myself. And so really, I had to turn in my final book. And a couple days later, we signed the document. So I was like, it's not meant to be in this book. Um, but my next book, for sure, we'll talk about those little babies in China dancing with us. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm looking forward to that already. <laughs> 
So my next question is, how long have you spoke Chinese and what all do you know about China? Right. So that's a great question. I'm learning as we go. The great thing, Brandon, is they wanted an American company and they wanted all English language because that's really special. And so I was the girl for the job. Now, had it been the other way, I would have been a disaster. That's awesome. I know there's always somebody listening that says, but she probably has connections in China and new Chinese and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, sometimes you just got to have the faith to put it out there and see what happens and then work out all the details. And like you just said, it worked out perfect for you. It worked out perfect. And kind of one of the funny things about this is um, we didn't even know we wanted to go international. And it is, it's totally a God thing because we were just doing really good at what we, we know best, which is teaching dance. And this family um, does work with a company called My Gym. And they were in California doing some training. And they wanted, it was for six months, and they wanted to put their daughter in activities. Well, Tippy Toes was one. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. And so he went back. They own, he worked for a company that owns My Gym China. And he's like, oh, we need we need tippy toes here. And so we weren't even seeking it. And he, I sent, I got this email and I mean, you guys have gotten emails from people before and you're like, what? This is not right. And so I deleted it. Um, like, and lo and behold, it's like, Oh no, that was a legit email. And so we ended up talking to our franchise owner. She's like, no, I teach that guy's daughter and they're awesome. And so we connected the dots, but it wasn't really until about three years later that um, everything was finalized. So it was a long process. Well, lessons there too is, you know, you don't always assume the worst. And, and I'm like you, we get emails, you know, we can do this, we can do that. And I, I just skip them or delete them or whatever. But then also uh, have the, the, intelligence and kind of forethought to ask some questions because they might know this guy is this a legit thing and and the next thing you know you're opening up in china and right I, i think what's so beautiful about your story is you started doing something you just wanted to do and then that turned into a passion and a business and then now an international business uh but you're you were following your dreams but they weren't overnight you know you started when you were 12 in your front yard to finalizing the China deal were, were decades, not like Uh days or weeks or anything. (laughs) I know. And that's something I think people need to remember is I think sometimes people look at maybe me and are like, wow, you've written a book. And I'm like, this book took me forever. It was actually stories from when I was 12 and I've been compiling. I remember going to a women's conference and I heard Charlotte Gamble speak. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but I was like, Oh wow. And she said something about, you know, put your heart in a book. And so I just started writing. So for 10 years, I didn't know, I didn't really think I was going to write a book, but I've had all this stuff. And so now it appears, oh, Sarah just wrote a book. I'm like, no, if you actually held this book and it could have feelings, it would be sweating. It would be crying. It would be all those things that go into um, things that we do. But I, I believe God puts passion in our heart for a reason. And I, if I was supposed to run any other business, I may be terrible at it, but because I'm so passionate about what we deliver with Tippy Toes and how we deliver it, I believe that's why God's blessed it so much. I really love the evolution of 
your journey with Tippy Toes? Because when you first launched it when you were in college, the purpose behind it was, I want this car. I need this car. I need to pay for this car. I don't have a job anymore. And so it was out of necessity that this thing was born. But then you started to see traction build with it. And as you saw that traction build, you started to infuse a higher purpose in there. And that was to, to provide a wholesome, safe place. I'm not quoting exactly what the purpose is, but um, you know, the, the gist of it basically is I want to provide a safe place where uh, I can influence children. I can uh, give them a safe place to um, have activity and enjoy themselves and, and make life easier for some parents. And, and so there's this higher purpose that wasn't there when you first started. And I, I just really like uh, seeing that unfold in the book, the, that journey that you're going through. And so anyway, I don't really have a question there. I just had a comment to throw in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I think the lesson learned too is if you're a selfish 19-year-old that thinks your parents are horrible, uh, they may be right. And you may accomplish some great things out of that because uh, being, being selfish is sometimes seen as a negative, but it's not always a negative. You have to take care of yourself and you have to drive yourself. And so sometimes when you look at your parents, well, they're terribly cruel for not giving me a car, but maybe out of spite, I'm going to create something that I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. It works out really good. Worked out good. I know. know. It's, it's funny because we never had had that conversation and, um, my, you know, my parents provided for us so much, but it is my favorite thing that they've ever done for me because really I wonder had they just given me stuff, would I have worked for anything? And it's a debate at our house. Um, or I say it was a debate for Adam and I, when our kids were little. And I think before he really fully understood He's like, no, I mean, his parents gave him a car. No, we'll do that. Cause I was like, that's something I really want to make sure we do is not like, we're going to hold back. Like we're going to make them earn things. And mm-hmm. a car is like big symbol for me. And so that's what I want. And he's like, Oh no, no. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I will go head to head with you, Adam. On this exactly. You will not send our kids to college with the car just because too, I think like their creativity, like, okay, I had to get really creative with what I was going to do. And I did something unconventional because honestly, when I got fired from a waitressing job, the narrative I told myself was if I can't even deliver food to people, like where, how can I find any other job? I need to make it up myself. And so I basically cut every other job out thinking I just wasn't good enough. And lo and behold, God's like, no, I have something right over here waiting for you and you just need to take action on it. And so I think that was a big lesson for me, which I really hope my kids, and it it won't be a car for my kids because God works so creatively, but it'll be something, um, you know, for them that I want them to grow from because it was huge for me. Oh, go ahead. Stories because if he had told you the whole story, oh, and by the way, you're going to be on Shark Tank and open up a, a China franchise and write a book. You're like, no, I, I just wanted to go to a football game and my boss would let me. That I don't want to take over the world. So you would be scared from it. So it, it, it's such a great moment. Mm, thank you. I, I also like the uh, the parenting insight there and. You know, obviously matured because you're a parent now and you, you see the benefit that came from your, your dad saying, Hey, what are you doing with the car? You know, unpack that. We'll, we'll give you a ride to school. And, um, you know, I'm going through something similar right now where my 19 year old, uh, wants me to co-sign for a car and I said, no, 
And he was blown away by it. And there's a whole lot of story behind it. But in short, I, I said no. And then it's interesting, though. It's like the, the initial shock of like, how could you say no to your son? And it's like, right. it might be the best right. thing for him to say no. And we just don't see it now. But I know because I've been in those shoes and I've seen other parents in those shoes. Really, the best thing for him and ourselves is to say no. And we, mm-hmm. we often miss that mark. And then we're frustrated that things didn't work out by handing somebody something. Exactly. Exactly. It's that a lot. They're all over 18 now. But as they were growing up, I said the same thing. My, I had everything handed to me mm-hmm. for the most part. And uh, at 21, my dad basically said, okay, I'm done. I'm not paying for college. I'm not just giving you everything. You need to either go into the military or figure it out. And uh, I went into the Coast Guard and I was, by far, that was the cruelest thing he could have ever done. I was mad at him. I hated him. I, I said a lot of mean things about him quietly, but about three or four months later, I called him uh, from California where my first station was. And I said, Thank you for being so mean to me that you loved me enough not to hand me more than, and I wasn't doing anything with what he was handing me. I was failing out of junior college and and basically just wasting my time. So my kids have benefited from that same exact thing. We had one truck, everybody got to drive it in their high school years and bounce it off of things. And then one wanted to sell it and get something else. And I was like, you can't sell it. You don't own it. It's like, not your truck. It's got my name on it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that created for you this passion to figure it out, you know, and I think that's, that's such a great quality your parents gave you by saying, you know, we're going to maybe put in some safeguards. We won't let you be homeless or starve to death, but we're going to create this. I got to get creative. I want to go to football games. I want a car and I want to go to college. How do I do that on my terms? Exactly. for most people, especially listening to this podcast, they're they're stuck in that I've got to follow certain rules because I get have security, and mm-hmm. not having security is scary. So sometimes we won't go there intentionally; we'll go there accidentally. We get fired or kicked out or whatever reason we're thrown out. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to figure this out. So you've gotten to live the last uh, few years years under your own terms because you were forced out of that safety net yes and that's really good well it is good and i think the trick now i'm finding as a parent is what are what are the yeses and what are the no's because as a parent you want to provide like no no i like gave birth to you so like i will help you i want you to succeed but what i found when i had to put money down and sign my name on that card is then it became for me my baby like i need to take care of it i need to make sure my well should i learn not only to pay the car payment but then to care for something i hate to say it but when it was my parents my dad would fill it up with gas, like, or I'd call my dad. I ran out of gas a time or two and I would call my parents, mom, dad, I ran out of gas. And they're like, do you not see the E? And I'm like, it wasn't my car. So there wasn't as much of an attachment to it, you know? And so, um, that was kind of a, a good moment for me too, but then trying to navigate as a parent, when do I hold on and when do I release them? You know, so I'm, I'm in the process of learning that too. See a lot of these franchises as kind of your babies too. You want to help them, but you don't want to do too much because mm-hmm. you want whoever's invested in it to push it as hard or close to as hard as you would. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you how yeah. do you navigate that with adults, not your kids? Yeah, it's yeah, it's tricky because what I've learned is I could hold it early on. I held it so tight, and I would redirect people on everything. And then what I realized was if I do that, it's going to take a hundred percent of my time to also run their business, but I could guide them and kind of like tap them on the shoulder, gently move them every now and then, and they may get it 80% right. But what I've learned in our very first franchise was in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I held her tight, like too tight. And I learned, and I was young and I learned, and she was uh, like 20 years older than me. And, but what she did is grab me by the hand and she said, let's try things. And she really helped me with tippy toes give me ideas. I mean, I was still writing things down on paper and giving them to her. And she's like, you know, we can put this in an Excel document. And I was like, wow. And I realized during that time with her that really when I sell my business, God created us so unique and different and creative that everybody's creativity kind of comes in this bucket together. And then we all shoot out the best part of it. And I'm still guiding and leading. But if I try to hold on to a hundred percent, I will never get as far as if I hold on 80% and let them give 100%, then we go so much farther together. And sometimes I walk into classes and I'm like, huh, I wouldn't have done it that way. But you know what? The, the end result is these kids are smiling and having fun. And, you know, it's like somebody walks in and they're like, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, so nice to meet you. Like, you're still getting a greeting. And so it's like that I, I got hung up on early on when really I realized, hey, our goal is to shine light and bring joy to everybody that we meet. And so if by doing that, it does that, then that's great too. So it's been a learning experience for me, for sure. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, Back to the show. Great perspective, because as a parent, you have to learn that because when you start letting them do things like the yard or laundry or clean up, you're like, that's not exactly right, but I got to let you get pretty close and then encourage it rather than fix it. And uh, that's a great lesson to learn. Because the kids in Cincinnati are different than the kids in Corpus or California or China. Yes. Well, and they don't know what I do in Corpus. So for them, that's really right. And in China, what they're doing, that's really right. We give the bones, we give the structure, we give the music. But then what I love is that everybody adds to it. And so when we come together at our conferences, it's like, it's like this beautiful brain party where everybody's giving their best and we're kind of spilling out the worst. Like, let's not do this anymore. Let's not do this. They have a great idea in Cincinnati. This idea in California is working. And then what I feel like is we're able to build bigger and better and impact people more because we're communitively working together. 
about the conference and how you came up with that idea and, and what purpose kind of that serves for you. Um, so the conference is awesome because we are all over the country. Um, it's a time where everybody can come together. What I really wanted with Tippy Toes was a sisterhood. And I talk about this in uh, my book, Destined for Greatness, that our business consultant really wanted us to have like this formula. You know, if you have the right amount of money, if you can see our vision, if you work hard, you can be in. Well, my thing is, you don't have to have money. I would have never had the money to buy a franchise. You don't actually have to have the money, but you 100% have to have the passion. And honestly, I have to want to sit next to you at dinner. Like, And he was like, oh, Sarah, are you trying to build a sorority or a business? And in that moment, I was like, sorry, but I didn't tell him. I said, of course, business, because I thought, well, that's the right answer. Yeah. But really, I want to be with women who like at our conference, they run up and hug each other and don't want to let go. And they know not only how their business is doing, but they also know that, you know, they had a loss in their family that year or their husband lost his job or they had a new baby. Like they know the everything about them. And that's where I believe Tippy Toes is so different is because we're all holding hands together, trying to figure it out together versus like dictatorship. This is how it works. And we have we don't have one formal meeting. I mean, we just don't. And because that's not me. And so um, Tippy Toes is probably the um, most unique franchise in that respect. Like I know for business stuff, they're like, you need your minutes. I'm like, what the heck are minutes and who's going to read them? You know? And so they yeah. like I don't want to read them. <laughs> no, I don't want to read them. Things like that to me aren't important. What's important is that our mission is that we're reaching people and that we're building each other up. And whatever happened to that consultant anyway? You know what? Unfortunately, he, um, he just passed away oh. last week. I was getting ready to release my book and I was going to send it to him. And I got the call that he had passed away. But, you know, we had a funny experience. So we actually, I never really fired anybody, but um, we just weren't seeing eye to eye. He was so good for so long, but it was one of those moments that we kind of outgrew him and we started feeling it and it just didn't feel right. And so uh, Megan and I, my sister had a conversation like, you know, this isn't working out. And he was hard on us at first. And then he's like, you know what? I groomed you for this. And it was one of the most beautiful moments because I had to do something hard, which was let him go. And he had been with us for seven years and he was an older gentleman. He had already retired and kind of came back to help us. And he had poured a lot of time into us, but over time, it just was like, we just weren't seeing eye to eye. And, um, but he was so graceful. And he's like, you know what? I groomed you for this. Like you did something hard by letting me go. And he's like, and I think you're making a terrible decision, but I believe you guys are ready to run faster than I'm, than I'm willing to take you. And so, um, and really off of that came the heels of China. He was, very hesitant. Um, he said, you don't want to work with the Chinese. And I'm like, that's a funny statement to say, because we're all people, you know, like, no, I don't want to work with the Chinese government, maybe, but like, these people um, are hardworking, and they're impacting the lives of children already. Why not we jump in that hurricane they're already part of? And, um, and so we didn't see eye to eye on that. And so now, you know, God's faithful, I realized that that was the time to say goodbye to him and a big opportunity came our way that we jumped on. Yeah, and very courageous for both of you to, to 
to, uh, you know, for you to, to make that decision and have that conversation and, and courageous for him to take it gracefully and, you know, even encourage you as he's on the way out. So that, yes. that's definitely something to be noted there. You have to make that really hard decision that, you know, some people think when you're running a, a company, all of your decisions are kind of black and white and most are not, you know, you're choosing between good and great decisions. Some, some don't make sense. You know, why, why would you get rid of somebody who's been successful? And it doesn't mean they're bad or it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you've outgrown them. Maybe you, right. you're, it's time. And, and of course we know your faith and, and we watched this from the background for many, many years, but knowing that God can't really add something if you're not willing to give up with something and mm-hmm. your, your analogy earlier of holding on really, really tight. It's like, once you kind of release that and said, wait a minute, I'm holding on to something small. I want to embrace and push something really big. I've got to let go of the little things so I can push the big things. And I'm sure that was really scary. And like you said, he disagreed with it. I'm sure other people disagreed with it, but it, it opened you up to the bigger blessing that you didn't even know existed until you opened that up. And yeah. sometimes we get caught up. Well, it didn't happen the next day. Well, no, it's not going to happen the next day. It's got right. to move forward. Yeah. Well, one thing like on the, on the heels of you saying that, that I believe God gives us that intuition and it's the Holy spirit moving us. And it was one of those things that I thought for a while, like, no, I mean, he's done this. And I had like his resume of like, it was a mile long of things he had done, but then there was something in my spirit, like, okay, let's, it's time to go. And I fought that for a long time, but I, I tell my kids to like, God give, like, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you and you have to be obedient to that. And I believe when we are obedient to that, the floodgates open and you're right. It wasn't right away. Like it felt really uncomfortable because then we had to tell all of our owners, like, we've moved on and they're all like, no, they loved him. They, he was the one that, you know, did the deals and was the one that, you know, hugged him like a grandfather. Like they, he felt good to them. And so it almost feel like we failed him and then we failed all of our owners. But then they're like, I realized then the next day they forgot we even had that conversation where it was (laughs) so heavy on my heart, you know, and that's how people are. It's like, um, okay, that wasn't that big a deal, you know, to them. And so I think sometimes that is true is when God gives us that instinct to really examine that and figure out how to move forward. You know, one of the things we love to talk about on the show, and actually the driving force behind our show is that um, the intersection of, you know, our faith, our family, our fitness, our finances, and, and future growth or future possibility. And one of the great things about the Tippy Toe story and your story is that, it's clear to see all those intersections and how you're intentional with your family, you're intentional in your faith, you're intentional with how this business grows and the impact it has. Um, you know, Tippy Toes is a dance-based company, so there's fitness there as well. And you're, you're always mm-hmm. looking for those growth opportunities and open to those possibilities. Uh, what kind of impacts have you seen Tippy Toes have with the franchise owners that work with you? Um, so one of the cool things that we do, and actually after our call, we have an accountability group and, um, I started it because I just found, and I talk about this in the book too, that, um, a lot of times we have dreams and goals. Like I really want to, you know, lose weight, or I really want to get stronger. I really want family time, like to have dinner around the dinner table, but how are we carving out time to do that? And a lot of us are just carrying around a lot of extra junk. 
in our day that doesn't need to be there. And I think about, you know, in the Bible, the um, the seed sower, like, okay, where are our seeds that we're sowing? And so in our accountability group, we get together and every single morning and every single night, they get a message from me. We have a call once a week together and we um, plan out our day from 5 a.m. to 12 p.m. Like, what are you doing this time? And it is sometimes I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping, but we say, you have to get your exercise in. You have to have spiritual time. You have to have family time. And you have to move towards your goals. And so it's an intense process. But then my hope is that it continues to be part of who they are. Yeah, we're going to have times where we sit and watch the amazing race with our family. Like, okay, that might not be building our goals to what we're doing. Or there's going to be times like that. But what I find is we waste a lot of time throughout the day. I mean, scrolling through social media or like me, I'm like, I'll start doing laundry and then somebody will come to the door and then I'm in the middle of the note. I'm like, what am I doing? You know? And so being really intentional with our time, I think helps with faith, finances, fitness, family, all of those things when we actually can plan out our day. So I'm a big advocate of like, Here's what I'm doing. And I'm not a structured person. It sounds like I am, but I'm really not. But I know every day I need to get a workout in. I need time with my family. I need time with God. And I need to push towards my goal. I just want to take a quick moment to share with you a free tool we give out to our listeners called Measure It to Make It. Our episodes talk a lot about future possibility, about what life can be and where you can take your life. Whatever that is for you, we want you to have a tool to be able to write it down, make it clear on tablets in a sense, as they say in the Bible. Because when you have your plan, your goals written out clearly, succinctly, you have a variety of tools at your disposal that you can reference all the time. The first thing is being able to measure your progress. That's why the tool is called Measure It to Make It. Because if you're able to measure where you are, and see where it is in relation to where you're going, you get an idea of where your progress is. The other thing is you can identify guardrails. Guardrails are the things that you absolutely will do to pursue your dream, as well as the things you absolutely won't do while you're pursuing your dream. And these guardrails help keep you on your path out of the rut as you pursue that success. So go to beyondtherut.com slash goals download it for free. You have the option to sign up for our newsletter, but that's not required. This is totally for free. No gimmicks, no catch. We're not going to sign you up for a webinar, then ask for a thousand dollars, at least not yet. Uh, in any case, it's a free tool. It's called Measure It to Make It. It's uh, a few pages that are just going to walk you through. How do I identify and clarify my purpose, my calling? And then what are those steps to get me there? So again, that is beyondtherut.com slash goals. Go download it while you continue to listen to this episode. Now back to the show. Um, when I started writing my book, uh, my friend, his name's Bob Goff, he was kind of pushing me towards doing this. And he, I said, oh my gosh, how do you even start this? And he said, write one sentence a day. And I was like, well, I, I like laughed at him like, well, I, mean, I can do that. But like, how do you really? And he's like, I'm telling you, just write one sentence a day. And when you realize when you sit down and write one sentence, it actually turns into a paragraph. And then that paragraph actually becomes a page. That page becomes chapters. All of a sudden, you're building on things if you just do it every day. And so it's those small daily deposits in each area that will equal great success. What was it that Adam learned? Because saving $1 or doing one push-up, do something, something. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you mentioned in the book that um, Adam had learned a lesson from uh, oh, it was from the Oakland A's. Um, yes, Ryan Christensen. Yes, mm-hmm. Ryan Christensen. That um, he doesn't look for like people who are great. He looks for people who are good consistently every day. And that is in essence what you, we, you just talked about is, you know, to, to have a great life, it isn't about, you know, hitting a home run. It's, you know, consistently every day doing those things intentionally that just build momentum. And then before you know it, people are looking at you like you've always had it together. And you're like, well, you, you weren't around 10 years ago. And yeah. yeah. Or yesterday, you know, yeah, like I last week when I launched my book. You know, especially social media can be so deceiving. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. And I'm like, thank you. It is great. But that's three and a half years, like, you know, of that. And then in the same week, we posted about China because I'm like, oh, we haven't posted about it. Wasn't a thought in my mind. So in one week, it looked like I launched a book and opened an international franchise. When really, <laughs> that's been a combined five and a half years yeah. of it, of me just like, hoping that one person will read my book, hoping that the China people will sign the document. And so it's funny how things can be perceived and then things how actually are. But I will say that was intentional every single day to lead to this point, but it can be every single day for a lot of years to lead to a certain point. Mm -hmm. How many times over the last uh Two years, 24 hours, or two days, have you questioned your ability to be able to do this or your, you know, I'm, I, I got my name on a book. I should not have my name on a book. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, I don't know if you guys know Brian and Leslie Fiscus. Mm-hmm. They are some of my dear friends. And you guys, I, I called them last night. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't actually know what I'm doing. I said, how do I move the needle on this book? Like, so now I have the book and Brian was so good. I said, I need to just call you every day because he was speaking words of truth in my life. The words that I don't replay over and over in my own head. I think, oh my gosh, now how am I ever going to sell it? I probably won't sell anymore after lunch. I, I, the self doubt and I talk about it in the book, but our self doubt consumes us where other people, Brian and Leslie are highlighting things in my life. And I'm like, yeah, but that wasn't that great. Or I start downplaying everything. And he's like, look, you've got to stop. And he starts naming things that I've done. And he's like, people want to hear your voice and read your book. They just maybe don't know about you or something. And so I think it's funny that like, when I look at, I'm like, oh my God, I put my picture on the front of this book because somebody told me to. And I'm like, am I really that deserving? But I really think as I open the pages that it's my heart and it's so many lessons that I've learned. And this book is not about me. My my mission is that people read my story and learn who Jesus is, the one who is the author of our creativity, the one with that puts those dreams in our hearts, that gives us our desires. And so I pray that when people look at this, that I keep adjusting my mindset and say, Sarah, this is not about you. This is about God. And I need to push this book as hard and as fast as possible so people know the name of Jesus. And so when I turn it, when I flip the script on my own self, as as Adam says, Cobra Kai myself, when I flip the script, and and say, okay, if I don't look inward, but if I look outward at Jesus, then I have no problem selling it. And it's the same thing when I go speak to audiences. Uh, sometimes I'll get nervous because I'll be like, oh man, there's 2,500 people out there. And I'm like, sir, this is not about you. This is the message God brought you to send. 
when that happens, peace. There's peace over my life. And so I keep having to do that. And it's a daily, it's daily deposits of me flipping the script on myself. So um, anybody who's cool, calm and collective at all times with things that they've done, either probably need to be a little more humble or, you know, they don't realize how great they, they are. That's so good. And everyone questions themselves. Everyone thinks they're not qualified or you know, you're, you're about to walk out on stage. These people paid to see you and you're like, they're going to find out I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing and all this. And, you know, I've been faking it my whole life and I don't know why. And Brian told me one time, uh, it's been probably 10 or 15 years ago, and I was facing something that I, I didn't think I could do. And I was talking to him and I said, they're going to find out I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making this up as I go along. He said, what you're looking for is somebody to give you permission to do it. But the difference is God already gave you permission. You're just looking for somebody else too. He goes, you either have to be honest that you need God and somebody else, or you just need God. Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget that because I was just like, that's right. So if it fails, that was his plan. I'm not going to worry about advice. it. I'm just going to move forward. Brian, Brian's the guy who gave you that advice? Did you say that on the show all the time? <laughs> Brian gave me some just great wisdom. And and the thing I love, and this is not the Brian show and all that, and Brian would be embarrassed by me saying this, I'm sure, but Brian is, and I love Leslie too, but Brian was one of those people that just said, you know, you've got to just move forward based on what God's told you, not uh, somebody else. Because everybody's going to tell you no. There's no reason for you to write a book, open a franchise or speak to people. Nobody wants that. You're going to tell yourself that and agree with it. This is a terrible book. I shouldn't have my picture on the front of it or whatever. It's all about me, 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 me. And he always just had a way of cutting through that. It's like, why are you doing it? If you're really doing it for why you said you were doing it, don't worry about what everybody else says. He is wise. He really is. I mean, last night I was like, I need to record it so I can just play it in the mornings to be like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know daily edition of Brian. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Brian, Leslie, and, we're recording this call. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Brian, <laughs> Brian and I used to work together. And so I could just go in his office three or four times a week. It's like, I just know this is not going to work. And Brian has that just special mm-hmm. gift to just look at you. And, and next thing you know, you're like, Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I would just think, why am I listening to that idiot in the mirror rather than Brian or, or what yeah. God's really put on my heart? I'm talking myself out of it. And, nice. uh, and I mainly wanted to bring that up because I wanted people listening to say, OK, but Sarah's always had it easy. Everything's worked out for her. She doesn't fail and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we all say mean things to ourselves in the mirror and, and doubt ourselves, especially when you're putting your picture on a book and then. They're going to print all these copies and you're going to be handing them out. And it's like, okay, I don't want to be that person, but you have to find that inner peace of just knowing I'm not doing it for me. I'm not trying to make me famous. I'm trying to do something that I was called to do. So if it doesn't work out, it's not on me anyway. I just have to work as hard as I can. Yeah. God, this is your problem. It's not my problem. That's like you. Yeah. 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 You're fully aware I don't speak Chinese and I don't know anything about the Chinese franchise movement or anything else. So you got to step up here. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think that's something that we all believe about other people that they have it all together. And when the truth is 
none of us really know at all. You know, like I might be really good at dance, but in my book, I got cut from my high school dance team. So, well, I'm actually not, you know, like I just love it. So my book talks about all these failures that could have defined me. What I think it's important for your listeners to know is don't let it define you. Let God define you. And every day I battle with it. I think you guys probably do too, but it's like, we can stop or we can have a moment that feels very defining, but we can push back and be like, but look what I've done with this. And that's where I think God comes in big is he's the, you know, but here's God, you know? And so um, we can't let our failures and insecurities be the final destination for us. And is you broaden that view. You don't look at the day or the minute or the month or the year, even it's like, okay, this happened three and a half years later, this happened. Mm-hmm. And 95, 98% of this book was written alone with mm-hmm. very little confidence. And mm-hmm. I had to just push through it. But right. those overnight successes are the two years, five years, 10 year kind of thing. And and that's really how you have to look at life mm-hmm. is what has God done in the big picture, not in the individual moments. So true. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh. oh, well, once a day, once a day. <laughs> <laughs> now, if somebody was interested in, uh, you know, becoming a franchise owner of Tippy Toes, or maybe they just want to put their own children into a Tippy Toes program, uh, what's the best way for them to find that information? So we are at tippytoesdance.com and there's a picture of the whole map of the United States. So no matter where people live, they can click on it. In Corpus Christi, we have some amazing classes and a great studio, um, but and two like amazing owners that hire great teachers. And so tippytoesdance.com is where you can find out all of our classes. Nice. And any plans to expand? I want to just come by your house. What's your home address? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually live in Kentucky now, so um, it'd be a long drive up here. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't put your uh, home address on there. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll name drop uh, Brandon's address at some point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you need it, just call Brian and Leslie. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> or just knock on the door, better yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian, we're going to put your address in the show notes. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll list his phone number too. People can call him. He's going to become yeah. the, uh, the guru for encouragement every morning. Uh, Brian, like- daily uh, affirmations or something. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I think what's, what's essential about them and, and not just them, because Brian and Leslie are just that couple there. They're just a bright kind of light. You, you can't be around either one of them for very long and just be down and negative and stuff. It just won't last. You can't, you can't keep it going. But it's also a, an essential lesson to surround yourself with people that will encourage you and build you up and not not agree with that inner voice of, I can't write a book. I can't do this. I can't do that. Find your people that are like, well, why can't you? You know, right. if, if they're on the same kind of page as you, they're going to push you to go do it. There's, and it's really disobedient to not do that because if God put it on your heart, you got to go do that. So true. Yeah. And they've been for us, they were part of our home team early on when Adam and I first got married. And so they've helped us navigate a lot of seasons and have always been cheerleaders. Actually, Leslie sings on most of our Tippy Toes um, albums. And so she's an integral part of 
our tippy toe. She taught dance for us for a while. And um, so they've just always been a staple for us, but it is surrounding yourself with the right people and giving the right people the microphone in your life is key to your success. If you keep giving the microphone to people that says like, why would you write a book? Who would read it? That's the wrong person. You know, you need to be with people that believe in you and um, cheer you on. And this has been a very long process with a bunch of different people involved and, and a lot of different steps, some good, some bad, but I would highly recommend people go get the book. And, and, and the book is not about learning to be Sarah. The book is about you learning to do whatever it is God's put on your heart and, and how essential that is to the world. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing that story. All of that will be in the show notes and, uh, if you want to get a signed copy of the book, let us know. We'll make sure that happens. And we might even get Brian and Leslie to sign the book. We'll figure that <laughs> out awesome. too, one way or the other. I think that would be wise. <laughs> Brian would get kicked out of that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You guys are a joy to be with. And I love the conversation. Awesome. It's good to have you on here, Sarah. Thank you so much. Hey. Be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 242. There you'll find a link to Sarah's website, more information about her business, Tippy Toes, where you can buy her book, Destined for Greatness, or listen to her podcast with the same name, Destined for Greatness. We're so glad you joined us this week, and the best way you can pay us back is to pay us forward. So share us with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, or that neighbor across the street. Let them know, hey, you just heard this great story about Sarah, who started a business when she was in college because she had a car payment. She just got fired from her job. And this lady has now grown this side hustle into an international business. And I think you might like that. So go ahead and do that. Uh, If you want to be creepy, grab your friend's phone and download our show for them. You probably shouldn't do that. But in any case... We're glad you joined us this week, and we look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Chauvian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.